following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Monday, July 29th, 2019, season 15, episode number 15. And we are live here from Oxnard, California for another edition of The Break. Got Nick, Dave, and Amber along with me. We're talking some Cowboys football with you guys for the next hour. Um, and we got a lot to get into. We're talking about uh, we're talking about quarterbacks today. I think yesterday we spent quite a bit of time talking about the running back situation and Zeke Elliott. Uh, and I just think we got to spend a little time on this quarterback. Lots of things to talk about there. How's everybody feeling this morning? I feel great. <laughs> feel comfortable. <laughs> Nice. It's 63 degrees here. A little too chilly, but... Chilly. Chilly. <laughs> a little too chilly. <laughs> but it's okay. Hey, it's better right. than Dallas. I guess it, it, it's degrees. great for the players. It Talking absolutely yeah. Cowboys. <laughs> All right, well, let's jump right in, Nick. Hey, actually, just like we did yesterday, so we're going to start... We're going to start with a segment of blanket coverage. That's what I call this segment. What I'll do is I'll have some statements for you guys. You're so proud of that, Pond. Yeah. Yeah. we got three statements <laughs> It's a good here. one. we got three statements, and they're all going to have a, a blank that you guys will fill in. Uh, let's start with the first statement. Kellen Moore is the first time. Now, this one's a little long, so follow me here. Kellen Moore is the first-time offensive coordinator with a ton of weapons. John Kitten is the first-year QB coach tasked with taking Dak to the next level. The coach who has the harder job is blank. Dave. Uh, Kellen Moore. Because, I mean, John Kitten, he's said it more times than I can count at this point. Like, Dak is – he said Dak is the most driven player he's ever been around. His desire to be great is – all-consuming and and refreshing, and he wants to be coached and pushed. So, I mean, it's you know it's hard. I get that, but it, that doesn't sound that challenging. Whereas Kellen Moore's got to do something with an offense that finished 22nd in the league last year. So. Amber, Kellen. I mean, when you look at it, Kidna essentially has to coach one main guy. Yes, he has to coach whoever the backup's going to be, but. <laughs> that's important um, too. Very, that, that, very important. Don't lose that. Don't lose very sight of that. Very important. Yeah. Yes, but in essence, you're focusing on one to three guys versus Kellen Moore, who's having to take control of a whole offense and dealing with different components and making sure that he's creating something different that we haven't seen before. Not to which I mean, Nick needs to answer the question too. But Kellen Moore's got a make he's got to make this thing go and there's a lot of talent on that offense which means there's a lot of people who have an idea about the way it should be yeah whether that's Dak and when someone else's job is on your shoulder but he also is dealing with a, guy, a lot of guys at least in my perspective that aren't necessarily give me the ball kind of guys no now, they all want they all want to be a part don't get me wrong but I don't know if you got guys that are give me the ball no like you make not so much sometimes you have that much talent on give the me the ball but that didn't work this would have worked which a lot of times this would have worked means it would have worked if you'd gotten me the ball. But uh, what Nick answered. It's, it's yeah. Kellen Moore 100% because uh, last year the offense struggled. And what happened? The offensive coordinator got fired. And what happened? The quarterback coach got a promotion. So <laughs> Kellen Moore moved into a spot. And, and so it is It's obviously the pressures on Kellen Moore now as the offensive coordinator. If they don't do well, he may not be, be the guy. But John Kitna, for some reason, as the quarterback coach, just like Kellen did, 
got a promotion out of it. So um, I think Jerry and Jason, they look at it like, you know, there's obviously a lot more pressure for the offensive coordinator. And I think last year was a good example of that. All right, statement number two. Sean Lee reportedly asked to be a special teams player entering his 10th season. Sean Lee is blank. Hold on. I, I, I'm not going to agree with that. Okay. I don't think Sean Lee asked to be a special teams player. I think Sean, I, I think Sean Lee has said, I'll do what it takes, whatever is needed of me. Okay. I, I, okay. okay. I, I just want to get that out the same, there. I don't but think, I think that's like, very no, different. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> ooh, ooh, Which I think you could probably say the same thing about moving to Sam Linebacker, too. <laughs> okay. Right. So, but let's, okay. Let's, okay. Let's say Sean Lee willing. has agreed and yeah. is willing to be a special teams player in his 10th season. Sean Lee is blank. Nick. All in. All in for this football team. He, whatever it takes, Sean Lee is there. And I know that there was a lot of talk about, hey, yeah, he lives in California. He wanted to go go back to, to Dallas just so he could take the charter. And he said to us yesterday, I want to get on these charters as long as I can. Those charters, this is when the football team is together and going up there. He's all in. He knows Layton and um, uh, Jalen are the two best linebackers on the team. He wants to have a role, and he, he understands that. I just think it's all in. Dave. I'm just suck up to Jason Garrett and say driven. <laughs> Sean Lee's driven, uh, which that can mean a lot of. Th- I mean, he's he's been driven to be great at football since he was like what 14 years old. But I think, you know, I think I'll use a Brian Broadus term too. Like he's he's chipping in on 17 or 18. Like his his career is much closer to the end than the beginning. It wouldn't surprise me if this is the final year of his career, uh, or you know, it's close. And I think he knows this is a really talented team. And rather than worry about his ego, he's gonna he's he's driven to do whatever he can to help them. I really admire it. Sean Lee is blank, Amber. He's awesome. I love him. <laughs> I love Sean Lee. He's passionate, he's smart, he is driven, he's focused, he loves this game, he is a great teammate and like every both of them have said he would do anything for this team. And the fact that he's not selfish mm. and, and, and still does it with with good heart. You know, you don't see any animosity i don't even know if that's the right word but it sounds right right. he he doesn't have any hate or envy towards anybody he's just a great teammate and i think that's exactly what the cowboys needed especially at this time and he's he's amazing all right let's move on statement number three the cowboys to this point have had all their practices in shorts and t-shirts today they put on the pads when the pads come on i'm most excited to see blank amber fight Fight. Fight. I already sucked up to Garrett. You can't do it, too. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That was the one from last year. No, no, I I am excited. I'm excited to finally see some contact and be able to see, for example, players like Taco. What is he going to do? There are some guys that come in here, and, yes, they look physically, they look good. They have the athleticism. But once that contact comes in in action and you get to do it and, and get off the line of scrimmage, what are you going to do? Are you able to move around? Are you able to take guys like Tyron Smith? Are you able to take other guys out? You know, so I'm excited to, to see them full go. Dave. Action. Yeah, I, I don't want to single one specific thing out because there's so much to watch. But, I mean, these, you know, the OTA practices are, I mean, boring, for lack of a better word. There's not a lot going on, especially out here. At least in the spring they were going against each other. No offense versus defense whatsoever. The last two days, that's going to change today, whether it's one-on-ones, whether it's actual offense versus defense. 
we're just going to see action and real football, and it's great. Yeah, yeah, I'll just be specific to what they're saying. I mean, I, I one-on-one drills, you know, uh, the linemen versus the O-line versus the D-line, you know, the guys like that. And that's where – you know that's where you you noticed Antoine Woods uh, from a year ago. That's where he started to to make you know some noise. And so who who's this year's guy going to be? So yeah, it's it's very interesting you said that. I know you and I were talking about this yesterday, talking about the offense versus defensive line. This may be the deepest offensive line that we've had around here in a while. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about uh, the fact that if you look at this second team offensive line, they may be as good as some first team units around the NFL. So when you when you consider that and you consider that up against the the talent that this team has on the defensive line as well, I think there's uh, some really really unique opportunities to see some really good football there and see some fun competition right. uh, here over the next couple of days. Um, so let's let's go ahead and jump into this conversation on the quarterbacks. Um, I guess the first thing I want to kind of get into is a lot of talk that was happening during the offseason. You guys watched all the OTAs and minicamp practices. There was a ton of talk about how, you know, Dak's been working with Kitna. He's improved his footwork. His accuracy is better. I'll ask you guys, after watching that, was there anything that you saw that that gave credence to those kinds of statements that his his accuracy has improved, his footwork has improved. What have you seen just in OTAs and minicamps and maybe the first two days of practice? Mid-level throws, 18 yards. Uh, the, the, those throws right there are, are the ones that, I, that you see these guys open a lot. Uh, I, I think that you, that's a credit to also Kellen Moore. I feel like these guys are getting schemed open more. But, you know, he can throw the ball deep. He can obviously throw it short underneath and make the right reads and all that. But those 18-yard throws, those are the ones that are the toughest ones and, and, and to make a really good quarterback. you got to throw it over the linebacker and under the safety as the guy's moving. And, and I think we've seen, we'll see what happens when, the, when you know uh, pads come on, but I think those are the passes that I, I've been impressed with. Yeah, just looked. I mean, his anticipation and his placement looked phenomenal in the spring. It, it really stood out to me with Randall Cobb. That's – I. I just have sky-high hopes for what they can be. Uh, and, yeah, intermediate throws, leading the receiver, putting it on him instead of behind him or too far out in front of him, little stuff like that. Haven't really – you know, I know people are arguing about some of his throws out here so far these first two days, and I couldn't care less. It's all on air. It's really hard to tell how accurate they are when nobody's contesting it. So I haven't seen anything to really give me an impression to this point out here. But in OTAs, uh, he really – he looked – different in a good way really yeah different. he did that's good well, he's he did. old now you know <laughs> well and i like that he, hey. he's starting to step out of that comfort zone that i feel that the cowboys had built around him and for him of those short yardish throw you know to cole beasley jason witten was when he was here and now that he's back yeah that's great but being able to see him make those throws down the field now at this point of the what do you, it's not the season but the off season i guess at this point of the year, it, it's good. Yes, a training camp. It, it's good to see, and the fact that he is being able to make those throws is it, very motivational for what is to come this year. Yeah, it's interesting. I just I want to see it here now. Yeah, right. It, it's very interesting, and I and I think at this point, what we what we really are wanting to see is does he take that next step into being one of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL? He's done some really good things. And I was telling you, Dave, before we went on the air, uh, I went back last night and I was doing some research on just some historically uh, how you would how would you characterize um, what Dak has done in the first three years of his career and check out some of these numbers really remarkable stuff when you think about it but the first thing that stood out to me is he is only one of eight players in the NFL 
has started all games for the first three years as a quarterback. That's a, again, we're talking about 100 years. The NFL this year is celebrating 100 years of existence, and in 100 years, he is one of eight players that's been able to do that. Here are the interesting numbers. He is second all-time in completion percentage in the first three years of his career at 66.1%. He is fifth in wins with 32. He is sixth in quarterback rating with 96. And here was a stat that really jumped off to me. He is number one all-time, 100 years, first three years of a quarterback's career in game-winning drives with 14. This guy's had a pretty phenomenal first three years Mm -hmm. as a quarterback in the NFL. So here's what I wanted to do with you guys. We're going to play a little game. Um, it's going to be – I'm going to give you a name. I'm going to go down this list of last season, the quarterbacks in the NFL, in order of passing yards. Mm-hmm. And what I want you guys to tell me, would you rather? Would you rather have Dak or this guy? All right? Okay. And Hold on. Dak for what? To this year or as my quarterback As because I have a new franchise? No, that – Derek acts like that's not fair, <laughs> but it totally it's is. Fair. It's fair. I just – it's just I didn't think that far ahead. Um, tell you what, let's. How would you prefer to do it? Um, this year. This year. Let's go. Just for this year. Yeah. Okay. Just for this year, not for the future. Just yeah. for this year. All right, that's fine. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. So here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna go through the list. Okay. You tell me, would you rather have that guy, that guy? I'm gonna try to keep score here, and what I'm looking for is the the total. So if we can get two out of three, then we'll count that person. I want to see how many quarterbacks in the NFL you guys would rather have instead of Dak. Okay. Got it. Mm-hmm. Ben Roethlisberger. Dak. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's tough. Come on, first thought. I don't like this game. Let's go. Probably Ben. All right. Which that's tough because I assume Ben's gonna miss like anywhere between two yeah. and four games. All right. right. That's and you'd rather have Ben. I think so. Okay. Uh, Amber. Uh, this year. This uh, year. I think I'll Dak. I'm gonna go with that. Okay. So Ben is out. Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. Pa- Mahomes. All right. <laughs> no that's doubt. one. Uh, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Mm, I would say with Dak. You say with Dak, Nick. Yeah. I'm sorry for I need a judge's ruling on this. Is this for the Cowboys? Is Matt Ryan on the Cowboys or Dak on the? Is that what we're doing? Who would here? you rather have on the Cowboys okay. for this year? Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Okay, so Matt Ryan makes two. Sorry. Uh, Jared Goff. Dak. Dak. <laughs> I, I'm not a I'm not a believer in Goff yet. Andrew Luck. 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 Yeah. Luck. All right, so that's three. Aaron Rodgers. Not Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. That's four. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Brady. That's five. Uh, Philip Rivers. Rivers. For one year, right? This We're not year. building the franchise. For this Phillip year. Rivers. For yeah. this year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rivers. Rivers, okay. I mean, yeah. All right, so Rivers. That's six. Eli Manning. Dak. Dak. Seriously? <laughs> Come on. Kirk Cousins. Dak. Dak. All right. Uh, Deshaun Watson. Dak. 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 All right. That's interesting that all y'all said that. Okay. Um, Derek Carr. Dak. 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 All right. Drew Brees. 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 All right. That one's easy, yeah. Uh, Case Keenum. Dak. Dak. All right. <laughs> I mean, we're going down the list. Derek's going to – Derek's got a point. got a point. And now you get to the point of that's where Dak is right now yeah, in I passing yards. All right. Then Matthew Stafford. Dak. Ooh. That's tough. Like, that Matt Stafford is just – he's so interesting because, like, he's everything you could want in a quarterback except, like, he doesn't, he doesn't have – win? Well, he doesn't have the one thing that Dak has, which right. is, like, it. 
you know, the game-winning drive. Yeah. That, that, hey, he's topping a, in the NFL. Pull up a chair, Matthew Stafford, and once he does, we're still at zero playoff wins within. within yeah, no, and here. what, and you know, I, I get that that's hard, but like, and he's very good. Like he's yeah, he's super talented. I think recently somebody was quoted in the story of being like, he's the most talented quarter. Just if you're talking about talent, he's the best one ever, just in terms of like God-given ability. Yeah, but he has yet to display like it. Like, and and you, he's had a Megatron. You can't say that he hasn't had guys. He's had some group I think receivers. I'll, I'll take like. There's no doubt he's more talented than Dak. But I think I'll take my chances I'll with take Dak. Dak. Yeah. All right. You you in Amber? Can you switch them in and out? Like, no. okay, no. <laughs> he comes in at rotate? this time of the game. Uh, <laughs> no. Let's rotate him. No. <laughs> All right. Uh, so he's out. Baker Mayfield. Dak. <laughs> I, I really love Baker. I think he's going places, but I got to see Dak. more. I, I got to see more than 12 so he's starts. Out. Yeah. Russell Wilson. Russ. I Russell. love Russ. All right. Uh, Cam Newton. Dak. Dak. Mm. Dak. Uh, Although Cam Newton on this fun. Cam that Newton on this really team fun. could do some damage. That's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, I'll take Cam. You'll take Cam. I'll what just take to Cam? have some fun. Yeah. So you going to Cam? Okay, that's nine. I'll take that. Okay. All right, uh, Mitchell Trubisky. Dak. 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 All right, um, Carson Wentz. Dak. Dak. Okay, am I getting 16 games out of Wentz? Yeah, I don't want know. it for this year. Do okay. You, you don't know. Uh, you want it for this year. Based on his history. Whatever whatever you think of his history. Dak. That's really tough. Yeah, I, I said it quick, but it's tough. It is tough. Yeah. But I, I go that may be one of the toughest ones That's in it. this whole thing. I mean, I, if they're both healthy, you know, don't kill me. I, Wentz is probably a better pure quarterback. But Dak has never missed a game. Yeah. Wentz has had a problem with that his whole career. So and he had a problem with him. I, I'll, I'll take Dak because I know I'm getting 16 games. All right. Yeah. yeah. Still? yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So he's out. Um, Jameis Winston. Dak. Mm-hmm. Sam Darnold. Dak. Andy Dalton. Dak. Marcus Mariota? Dak. I don't think he can. I uh, think we're getting into the. Yeah. The only other guy that's down here you would even want to throw in there would be Lamar Jackson. He's a starter. Nah. No? Nah. Dak. All right. Nah. So we got nine guys. That's probably where you would say he's that a, Dak. So he's 10th? So he, he so would we, be 10th. We had him 10. Yeah. Is that where, is that where and this isn't where this was all leading, is that where you would think he ends up if you were to say, here's how I think Dak ranks in the NFL, would you think he's right there around ten? Well, in top, is it top ten quarterback in the think, NFL? Depending on how much the person you're polling likes the Cowboys, yeah, he's somewhere between ninth and I'll even say sixteenth. Like you know, there's somebody out there that's I, like I saw yesterday. Somebody was like, "Dak is Andy Dalton." That's just who he is. That's what the stats say he is. And okay, so you might even just drop him down as far as like fifteen or sixteen, but he's somewhere in that range between. Second tier and middle of the pack. Yeah, there's, there's depending on who you ask. There's a lot of people, you know, national that would say, you know, Roethlisberger is better. He's won Super Bowls, obviously, and then they would go Wentz and and maybe Stafford and some others. But our people that are listening right now are probably like, how could you pick him over Matt Ryan or some? You know what I mean? They would probably have him seven, you know, six or seven. So it's a fun game. That was a good game. All right, let's go ahead and take our first break. When we come back, I want to talk about. I want to narrow that down a little bit more and talk about two guys that we've compared him to on this show. And in some of our other conversations, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, and their first three years and where Dak ranks there. We'll talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... Thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just... 
Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, renews monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 and less canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel anytime. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. You want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on command? That's right. News and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say Alexa, open Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. to the break. Welcome back. It's the second segment of the break. Live from Oxnard, California. We are in day three of tra- training camp here in Oxnard. Today, the Cowboys put on the pads. Uh, so it should be fun, fun afternoon uh, getting to see these guys compete. To this point, it's just kind of been offense on offense, defense on defense. But uh, today, we'll mix it up a little bit and get to see some really interesting things. We're going to also have a little training camp live action this afternoon, I think, with Brian Broaddus. And who do you know who's going to be on there with him? I believe it's me. Dave. Yep. Dave Hellman. Our own Dave Hellman. Leading off. We'll be uh, starting off Training Camp Live, so make sure you check the website and mobile app, the Connected TV app, pretty much everywhere. We're everywhere. You'll be able to find the content that we're producing. Yep. Um, but I did want to talk back, get back into this quarterback conversation. We talked about where Dak kind of ranks historically around the NFL. Really great numbers. He compares very well over 100 years of quarterbacks in the NFL. I do want to say, and I'm, I'm not trying to take credit away from Dak, but with the way the game is now. Absolutely. Comparing rating and completion percentage to anybody that played before, like, 2005 is – I don't care. Like, yeah, of course he's got a better completion percentage than Y.A. Tittle. Like, yep. the, you know, safeties used to literally murder people in the secondary back then. Yep. So, still very impressive, but the stats right. are so skewed. Roger Staubach, I think he uh – when he retired, he had the all-time leading quarterback rating in the history of the NFL. It was like 83. 83.2. Yeah. And now, if you look at the all-time leaders, they're all like current players. Yeah, yep. it's just the way the game is. It is. And that, but that but also the speaks to something. Thing, the, but the wins in right. the first three years, I think that, that's impressive. But that and also speaks to something. It speaks to the fact that uh, even with those guys that have been playing since 2005, that's the number you're going to go with. That's the year you're going to go with. There have been a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL since 2005. Sure. Yeah. And for him to be ranked where he is – in all these stats, in all these uh, different categories, I think says something. You know, and, and I don't know where where he ranks as far – like, what were the other guys in there from the victories? Did you say Russell Wilson? Or uh, no, actually, I was going to get into that. Uh, those guys actually were lower. Russell Wilson and Tom Brady actually were lower as far as number of wins than what he was in the first three years. Probably Roethlisberger. Playoffs was his difference. Okay. Right. Yeah. Playoffs was a difference. You know, but the – 
thing about about Dak is you know he he comes in on a team that went that won four games the year before yeah. you know so it's not like it was you know a Roethlisberger situation or that kind of jumps into a good team that's already there. I mean this team had to had to you know move its way back up. So um, you know it, it's been impressive. These first three years have definitely been an, impressive for him to go and, and win games, and especially like you said, game winning drives that's come back and rally. Huge. 14 of them in his first three years. That's and eight, lot. I believe. Almost a full season worth. Eight fourth quarter comebacks, I believe. Uh, or eight I comebacks. I think so. I think it was eight. Yeah. And yeah, I fourth can quarter comeback is eight. He's 10th in the league. He's 10th in league history uh, in that stat. I can hear the people in my mentions right now saying, well, if he played better at the beginning of games, they wouldn't <laughs> need to do that at the end. And I'm just like, you must not watch the NFL. Right. Like, you must have no idea what this sport, what this league is all about because it's a freaking, it's a field goal league. Like, right. But they it's a one play between a win and a loss league. Roger Even Staubach was captain comeback. No one says that about him. No, seriously. <laughs> that, that, that also I think that, that championship. Like, you know, we, we just sat there, and we I think we all pretty much agreed that there's anywhere between six and nine quarterbacks that we would take over Dak right now. But he is, he is clutch. He has the it factor that we talk so much about. I don't care if you get tired of it because I really do think it means something. Uh, he he doesn't make too many mistakes. Like to see him clean up the fumbles from last year a little bit, but he doesn't make mistakes. His feet are an asset that need to be used more. And 18 touchdowns on the ground speak for itself. Like there's so much to like about where he is, and he is turning 26 today. And you that's that's great. And you want to talk about so much to be happy about where he is. Uh, I think you have to look no farther than, in my opinion, the two guys that are most comparable to him from the standpoint of their the start to their careers and that would be Russell Wilson and Tom Brady the reason why I say that is because at the start of their careers they were in very similar situations to Dak Prescott they had teams that had really good defenses really good or great defenses they had really good or great running games and so he was just the they were just the the parts they had to not mess it up like just you have a few throws you got to make every game but for the most part rely on your running game it's okay to punt rely on your defense to get the ball back to you don't screw it up. Make a play or two here and there, and your team's going to be successful. And if you look at, if you compare uh, the first three years of all three of these guys, check this out. Dak has a better completion percentage. Uh, he has 20 more passing yards per game than the next closest guy. Um, he's got more game, um, uh, more t touchdowns per game than than uh, than uh, than either of the three. I'm sorry, they're actually they're about the same. 1.4, 1.5. Um, and then he has fewer interceptions uh, than both those guys. When you start thinking about it from that standpoint through the first three years, it sets up really nicely for him to take that leap in the fourth year, which is when Russell kind of started. You started seeing him take that leap. For Tom, it really kind of happened more in the fifth year. Uh, but y you start seeing an opportunity now for Dak to take that next step and see if he can become what those guys have become because he certainly has had the start, wow. a better start than those three, those two guys did. And all three of those guys, if I'm not mistaken, all have something else in common. They all were, are replacing good quarterbacks, uh, tier two quarterbacks in NFL history, I yep. think you would say, is Drew Bledsoe. Um, Tony Romo and maybe even Matt Hasselbeck. If if that's did he, he wasn't that direct. He didn't I mean, replace Matt Hasselbeck. Yeah, I mean, there were some in between. They there. didn't know what they they had Tavares they went Jackson. They got Matt Flynn right. They, they didn't yeah. know what they were doing okay. at quarterback when he showed up. They paid him but, a significant amount of money. But they gave well they gave Matt Flynn twenty million dollars. Yeah. yeah. Before yeah. a comparison standpoint, you know that was like the the last great quarter or good quarterback that they had. Same with Romo. You know you're, you're replacing a good player, not yeah. not an all you know not a Hall of Famer, but a good player. 
Bledsoe's not a Hall of Famer, is he? He's no, not going to be one. I don't think so. He's just a good player. Yeah. So, but the standards were pretty high for those guys coming in. Right. And, and they've done they, – then they've exceeded – I don't think you would say Dak has exceeded what Romo's done yet, but he's getting there. And none of them are first-round mm-hmm. picks. That's the other right. the unique thing about them. They were all guys that kind of were – you took a little flyer on them, you put them on a team that had good things around them, mm-hmm. good running game, good offensive line, good defense, and you just let them kind of develop into the position, didn't give them too much too soon, and let them really develop. I think it was you, Dave, that was saying that in the 10th the other day. Like, that's a lost start in today's NFL, of putting those putting quarterbacks in those kind of situations where they really have time to develop. I don't know if it ever was an art. Like this is such a this is such a win now, don't make mistakes league. I we the the conversation we had in the tent the other day is and I know it wouldn't be everybody, but how many lesser talented quarterbacks would have a chance to shine if they got the opportunity that a Dak or a Russell Wilson got where you know the starter goes down or the backup goes down and all of a sudden you're actually getting snaps because we'll see it over the next month Cooper Rush and Mike White are going to get snaps because they need it because they got to figure out what to do with that but typically your third quarterback gets like four reps in a period and if you're the fourth quarterback forget about it like the kid they just signed how many meaningful reps is he going to get in the next month? Like maybe a dozen. Right. So there's just not time to develop these guys, and you're so worried about making sure you're winning games. It's like, look, why? We're, we can't practice you. We got to get these reps, and now it's Dak. We got to get these reps for Dak if we're going to win the Super Bowl. So I would just love to see, and it'll never happen, but I would love to see how many day three quarterbacks could develop into worthwhile starters if they got that time and attention to develop. It's yeah. interesting to me. And the interesting thing, though, there is if you're going to do that, that means the team will have had to put the right resources in place to have a running game, to have yeah. a defense that can allow that quarterback yeah. to develop. And that's a hard thing to do for a lot of teams, too, because you have to kind of build that. You have to build that the right way and then get to the point where you plug in the quarterback and let him kind of be just the, the, the guy that that keeps everything on the, on the rails, right? Yeah. Um, yesterday, uh, John Kitna had a quote that I thought was really interesting. I wanted to read it for you guys and get some feedback on it. He said, the thing that I keep talking to them, he's talking about the quarterbacks about, is forget the idea of I'm trying to complete the ball. Just cut it loose. Rip it. Rip the throw. You're good enough or you wouldn't be here. Make your best throw, and the completions will handle themselves. It sounds to me like what he's really trying to get them to do is be more confident, trust in what they're seeing, and just go for it. How much do you think that that helps all of these quarterbacks? Because I don't know that I, I don't know that I think that of Dak that he's a guy that's too tentative. But I do think we've had some of those kind of criticisms of the backup quarterbacks that they're a little too tentative, a little too afraid to kind of just let it go. Do you think instilling that kind of confidence in them to, hey, if you make a mistake, make the mistake all in rather than being too tentative well, and holding back? I think we saw back. that from Dak last year, though. I, I, I feel that last year he took somewhat of a step back where he got a little more hesitant and, and just didn't, at least to me, he just didn't feel or seemed as confident to move around and throw the ball it just it was taking a little too long and I think that's also part of where all those fumbles came from and and just part of it I I like hearing what Kina said I think this is the perfect time of the year for him to do that to feel make those mistakes make them here let let it out rip (laughs) I love that rip Rip it it. rip it rip it let it out (laughs) and, and you'll feel better (laughs) <laughs> you know, I did. I took a little different approach on on him holding the ball a little longer last year. True. For me, I, I and maybe I was looking at it the wrong way, but I was thinking that was more a function of him waiting for things to happen downfield and not just getting rid of the ball. And I think both can cause you to hold on to the ball too yeah. long. 
I thought of that more than him being hesitant. It may not be the, the case. I may have just given him the benefit of the doubt. But that's what I kind of put it on. What did you it guys think? It was a combination. I, I mean, for sure. But I definitely – I agree with AG. Like, there, I feel like in Dak's mind, he's like, part of what makes me valuable is I'm not going to lose the ball. Right. And so – if it's not an obvious throw or not, you know, if it's not a high percentage, maybe not a high percentage completion, but thinking about uh, the Beasley throw, the, you know, the famous, the Hail Mary, like that's either going to be a touchdown or an incompletion, you know, right. like he, that's no problem. It's the, it's the, well, if I don't put this exactly where it needs to be, something really bad could happen. I feel like at times maybe there was hesitancy. Didn't trust his arm. Maybe didn't, didn't trust his arm, didn't trust his protection, didn't trust his accuracy, whatever it is. Whereas I think you do need to have that confidence, but it, it's a tough line to ride. And to be fair, I'll I'll shout out people on Twitter. Great quote by Kitna. It's fair to point out he threw 169 touchdowns and 165 interceptions in his career. Right. So you gotta <laughs> you gotta find that balance. So yeah. ripping it isn't always good. No, right? no. I mean it, here it is though, and actually yeah. it makes me think to last year. Uh, you know there were reports coming out of Kansas City like Mahomes is throwing four and five picks of practice. Oh, my God, is he terrible? Turns out not so much. But this is the time to let it. You know, I'd rather you rip it and see what you can do and develop some of those skills as opposed to, well, I'm just going to check down because it will look good tonight in the film room when right. we're watching it. You, you know? know, and and the all-time leader in interceptions, I believe, is Brett Favre. I mean, yeah. like, you know, you have to kind of – you have to, to to play that way sometimes, but you know when I th- I think back to like Romo when 2010, 11, you know if he if he just let it rip every time he was throwing the ball to Des Bryant, I mean who 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 knew where the ball was going to be and, and who was going to intercept yeah. it? You know you have to also trust not not just your arm, you have to trust where the guys are and where they're going to be because you know th- you have to make sure that everybody is on is in sync with the offense and who you're throwing to and i think matt ryan can can let it rip when he knows julio jones is is out there running around mm-hmm. or whatever just cuz have where they are uh that's why you know going back to why why cooper you know why are you here why aren't you doing what cuz he knows he needs this time right here in this off season to get to that point with um you know with dak and and gallup and those guys as well and I think now he has all those the, all the right elements for him to get to that level where he needs to be. Because last year you had all the confusion of what are you doing in the offense? All the receivers coming in and out. You know, it wasn't completely clear. It started becoming clear once Amari got here. But I think this time of the year we know who those receivers right. are going to be and who's going to be there for him. So the connection between them is being built as of right now. And it, it's going to show once the season starts. I like that point. I do, too. Yeah. All right, let's take our final break. We're going to come back, and we're going to play a little see or no. Miss oh. Amber's going to throw that out there for us. We'll have a little of that in the final segment. Join us. We'll be right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. 
It's time for Tailgate with the Otterbox Boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the Crock-Pot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True. They even come in seven different sizes, up to 64-ounce the Growler. Hmm. I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been Tailgating with the Otterbox Boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their Elevation Tumblers at otterbox.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Back to the break. Welcome back. It is the final segment of the Break Life Box Star California. We're talking Cowboys football here at training camp. Today the Cowboys put on the pads. It's day three. But right now, Amber Garcia is going to lead us through a game of see si or no. All right, let's get it started. This is uh, These questions are kind of all over the map. All so right. thank you to, to those who sent them in. Let's get started. Anthony Brown is a better slot corner than Jordan Lewis. See si or no? Hmm. Hmm. I, 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 I don't think so. I'm going to say no. See, I don't know. See, Anthony Brown has played more snaps in the slot than Jordan Lewis. He's he's a little more battle-tested. See. Nick? I say no. I say I think because I won it. I know, right? That's the Yeah. I think he's got more talent um, than Anthony Brown. He probably has a little bit more quickness, maybe not speed, but quickness. And I, I'm going to go with. I, I also think my personal belief is I think that if given the opportunity, I think he may be able to get a few more turnovers than Anthony Brown does. Mm-hmm. I think Anthony Brown's a okay slot yeah. corner. Um, I think Jordan might be able to, because of his quickness, I think he might actually, and I don't think he's really gotten that opportunity, but I think he might be able to get a, little, a few more turnovers. Without trying to derail your game real quick, okay. I just Anthony Brown is interesting to me because, like, he, he might be the most unappreciated player on this team. He's a – Three. Close. He's a three-year starter. He's definitely. He's not a Pro Bowler. He's made his share of mistakes. He's he's gotten beat as all cornerbacks do. But three-year starter, pretty good player. He's made some big plays, and like no, just nobody. He's everybody wants to give his job away or whatever. Yeah. Like he's, he's a, sign. I'm interesting. I mean, I'm interested to see. His, he's in a contract he's, year. Is he worth re-signing? What kind of price would it cost? Well, I don't he's know. He's gonna sign like with the Jets or somebody for like four years, twenty-six million. They'd be like Anthony Brown. Like yeah. 
That's but the interesting part is, you know, you got Byron coming up. So do you allow Anthony Brown to also get away if you can get him for a modest deal, which I think you might be able to get it for a modest that's deal. That's why you hope like hell that Mike Jackson or Donovan Alumba or somebody kind of catches your eye in the next month to yeah. give you that leverage that maybe you don't need to sign that deal. Yeah. Is this the most talented Cowboys roster in the 2000s? Yes. <laughs> okay, see. 2001, man. I don't know. 2000. In the 2000, 2001. Since 2000? <laughs> that, was, that was for my yeah. guy, Brian. I wasn't you know, here. He I wasn't here for 2007. <laughs> Y'all were. But this is easily the most talented roster that I have covered. Yeah, this this team, I mean, I know that 2017 yeah. had 13 Pro Bowlers, but I don't. 13 wins. Yeah. I think this, I think this team's better. I yeah. do. Even I mean, you know, we love to mythologize fourteen because of the run that they were on at the end, but like they didn't have a pass rush. Yeah. Their best defensive back was, you know, probably Brandon Carr, who I love, but you know, wasn't I mean, wasn't a you know, this amazing got talent. Where and Greg Ellis and Robert Quinn and I would still take Ware and Greg Ellis as the better duo as pass rushers at that at that stage when they were together. Yeah. Greg Ellis was at that point in his career when linebacker he was really, really, really better. good. Linebackers are better. Uh, that's, I mean, the linebackers are much better. I think your best cornerback may yeah, be better. better, right? So you start looking at the positions that really matter, and I think you could probably make the argument that you have better players at those positions. They have a running respect. game. So if you're saying this is their best well, roster in the kind. 2000s, that means this is their best roster since they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Is yeah. that what we're saying right now? Okay. Uh, I'm good with that. <laughs> All right. I'm good with that. If, if they're not, it's a very, 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 very small margin, but okay. I think they definitely are right up there with the best yeah. the Cowboys have ever had. In I, I agree with you, and I'm not surprised, but like it, to say it out loud, is uh, that's a trip. It's so. exciting, That's, though. That sets crazy expectations. Like no, you guys mentioned well, yesterday, the ex- expectations are sky high. It's exciting, point. but I've, you know, I've, this is my seventh season, and every time the expectations are up high, that's yeah. when the right. S hits the fan. So we'll see. Please don't. Let's think positive, okay? You, you know me All by right. now. Like, that's not what I do. <laughs> Let's talk about Tavon Austin. Does he make the 53, see or no? He had a rest day yesterday, by the way. He did. Along um, with Sean Lee. But I, I, think, I think he does make the 53 because – you know, you can't coach speed. Which I'm interested, though, and you don't want to read too much into unpadded practices, but they didn't have him returning punts the other day. And I was like, if you're not returning punts, what are you doing? Right. Because we got three guys that can handle the three receiver spots. You know, no offense, he's not like this acclaimed route runner or like, the, you know, he's not this amazing receiver. He's more of a gadget web guy. But if he's not, you know, if he's not contributing heavily on special teams, will he have enough of a role on he offense ain't running to make down, it worth it? Yeah, he ain't running down to make tackles on oh, special teams, no, I don't no. think. So right. if that's the case, if he's not back there returning punts, I, I have a hard time thinking he makes it. So I'm, I'm kind of leaning toward right now, I'm having a hard time figuring out how he makes this team. Yeah, I don't think he personally. makes it. I, I'm putting him on the team, but I'm writing it in pencil. Okay. And that's okay. gonna be tough. I had a really i I was so I knew what the receiver core looked like. I mean, you, I'll admit it right now. I thought Alan Hearns was on this team. I, you know, he can play all three positions. He's a good attitude guy. He can do the dirt, dirty work. He moves on, and now it's chaos. Because if you you had four. If Hearns was on the team, you had four. So it's only one, maybe two roster spots. Yeah. Now you got three. And we just said we don't really know what Tavon would do here. So what's, I mean, that, you know, Noah Brown, Cedric Wilson, John Vey, Jalen Guyton. I mean, I, it's, it's total anarchy back there. I don't know what to expect. Yeah. All right, does Connor McGovern have the size and strength to start week one if necessary. What does if necessary mean? Well, like 
I'm, yeah, see. I mean, if he has to, see, because he's going to be on the team. I mean, if you know, knock on wood, if somebody's not available. When you, but when you start talking about things like size and strength, working I, with the threes. Right I don't now. know. I don't know if I can. I've seen enough to be able to answer that question. I mean, what we what we found out about Connor Williams last year was we thought, okay, this guy's going to be pretty good, and then when he got out here, and you actually got pads on, and and he's having to kind of show his strength and how he uses his size. Then we found out, hey, he's going to have to bulk up a bit. I think that's what I have to see from. From from a governor, I haven't seen that yet. I'm, a, I'm anxious to see that today in those drills right. with the one on ones. Yeah. I want to see McGovern more than anybody. But we were looking at yesterday. We were thinking, man, look at the backup linemen. There's some good players over there. You know, Cam Fleming has started in a Super Bowl. Joe Looney has started a lot of games for the Cowboys. You've got um, Suafilo, Suafilo, who started some games, and he and I still think he's really good. And then. Winchman was yeah. the uh, other guard, which I was kind of surprised it wasn't McGovern right there. A lot of stuff would have to go wrong for that to happen because if something were to happen to Travis or a guard, then Looney would be the next man up, I think. So At guard, too? Yeah. Okay. For sure. Or, or, or Well, I don't know. That's fascinating because either, either a very talented lineman is going to be on the street when this is all over or we're going to see some roster cut trades because yeah. there's just too many bodies and not enough nine, space. keep though, right? But even if you keep nine, you're probably putting somebody good out of a job, let's most keep, likely. Let's mm-hmm. keep nine. Yeah. Nine's fine with me. Who are they? Got your starters. Tyron, Connor. You got your Travis, starters. You got Zach. Cam. You got Joe. You right. got McGovern. Right. I mean, those right. are all. And you're ninth at Suofilo, right? Isn't, I had this argument yesterday. Isn't that a lot of interior linemen? If you're going to keep <laughs> nine, don't you want another tackle? Tackle. I mean, that that's nice, but. Uh, yeah, that's, that's probably. Although, that's but probably having and oh, I'm I'm a little more worried about. Okay, about so are we sure that Travis is going to be right? And that's yeah. where I say it's okay to have a few we'll extra say, interior linemen. You know, an extra interior. Mitch interior Hyatt. Line. Mitch Hyatt is a guy to watch. Brandon Knight is a guy to watch. They're very talented rookie offensive tackles that signed undrafted. They were, you know, their Hyatt was All American. Knight was All Conference. Worth watching. But let's say they don't turn out to be anything super great. There's, I mean, I'm not getting rid of a very good, experienced guard just because, like, conventional roster building says right. you should. Like, why take away from a position of strength? But if I could get something for him, I got you. Now we're talking. Yep, I got you. Now this one is going to be hard to answer. And speaking of the offensive line, Travis Frederick, does he go back to that Pro Bowl caliber status this year? See or no? See. I say no only because the only person I've heard talk about this from a, from a point of, of experience, another offensive lineman, said that for him, when he went through that and missed an entire season, it took him two years to get back to his previous form. Now, again, Travis may be completely different. His injury may – I mean, his, his, his condition may be completely different. You know, obviously there are levels to every condition, right? So – but I just want to see it. I don't know if I trust that he'll be back to being what he was before. That doesn't mean he might not be really good. Yeah. He, I don't know if I trust he'll be back to what he was before. At least not in, in the this first, first year. In the first year right, coming right back after this. Because yeah. we all know watching him last year, like, it, it, it was pretty. You could no, you noticeably saw he was limping. You noticeably saw he lost a lot of weight. So there had to be some strength that was lost with that as well. Yeah. So I just want to see it. What I'm curious to see is if even if he isn't regained the form, where is he going to be better than Looney? Like, where's the where's the difference in how he, you know all pro level and what Looney gave you last year? Is he in between? Because if he comes back, it's not the same. He's really not better than Looney. Then you kind of have a problem. Well, you do have a problem. But yeah. you know, I think I think 
let's not forget, Dak was sacked more times than he ever ever was before last year. So I think I think what Travis is going to give you is a little bit more from a rec uh, recognition standpoint of where these guys are supposed to be. Just hopefully, you know, he can hold up. But we'll find out here in the next few weeks, I would imagine. There's just a small group of guys that I don't bet against, and Travis is one of them. He's been – I mean, we're at the star every day. He's been working since February to get back. There will probably be some growing pains. Maybe he won't hit the level that he was, but even if he's slightly less than that, it'll be pretty damn good. I feel you know, confident about that. You know something that I've noticed, uh, because I'm working on this project, I'm having to look through a lot of O-line footage and watch a lot of different practices and stuff. One of the things I've noticed that, that it was kind of cool – Travis was always the one person, the only person, that even if there was nobody in front of him, he would still go through the motions and put his hands where they needed to be. And it was just air. And he would just go through all of that. And I'm like, that's amazing. I mean, that's the kind of things that takes you maybe to that next step and that next level to where you're going above and beyond to what you can do to get there. I don't know. It, it was just something cool to see. And I think we're out of time, I guess. I think we are, unless you had a few more questions. If you want. Tell you what, let's take one more. Let's take one more. All right, well, we've been talking about contract extensions and all that. The Cowboys extend all big three and stay competitive. See or no? See. They're going to extend all three. See. See. And I would even, I'd be willing to bet, eh, be willing to bet significant money, decently significant money that it gets done before training camp is done. All, all three? All three. All three. You'd Dang. be willing to make that bet. I'd be willing to make that bet. Give me some money. Mm, let's have a conversation. I mean, I said yesterday I thought they would too, but I don't, I d- I'm not. I just I'm just a, not all I the have, way. I have a feeling. I have a feeling that that they already know what they want to do. The only way it doesn't get done, in my opinion, the only way it doesn't get done is if the player doesn't want it to get done. Well, Which I could see a scenario where Amari's like, "Look, I'm holding. I just want to see where all this plays out. I'm not ready to sign anything." Amari, yet. I mean, if I if I was the Cowboys, I'd be like, "Cool, like you're you're fine waiting, then we'll wait on you." Right. Where and then, uh, Dak didn't want to answer it. Dak did not want to answer whether he would table these conversations, whether when the season started. So I want to see, and that's that's what scares me is we all just said we all just gave him a big vote of confidence, and if he he's going to be more expensive in January. I mean, if this is season, yes, if this season even goes remotely according to plan, he's going to be yeah. more expensive. Yes, I, I think I think it would require. It will require. It will require. Penny, shout out cover four. I don't it know why he had to deliver that while I was on the air. But it will require it will require him having to have, I think, a Super Bowl year in order for it to be terribly more expensive than what it is already. It's, it's already – all those numbers I just threw to you, guess what? His agent has already thrown those to the Cowboys, and they're like, look, you're sitting on a guy that historically is, is one of the best quarterbacks in their first three years in the NFL. So they've already thrown those numbers there. I don't think that changes by him having a really good year this year. Even getting into the playoffs and playing a little, if he gets the Super Bowl, now it becomes that Flacco situation. Outside of that, though, I think he's already going to command a significant amount of money. We'll see. I think I think the price goes up if he has another good season. Maybe not by a lot, but that's I mean every yeah. little bit counts. Yeah. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. We're back tomorrow at our normal time. It'll be uh, 10 o'clock a.m. here Pacific time. That's noon for you guys back in the Dallas area. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been the break live on DallasCowboys.com. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How-